Hello everybody, welcome to Generation Gaming Podcast, episode 152. I am your host for this week, the Jack of Hearts. Unfortunately, Jacob will not be joining us this week as he was just stating inside the Facebook messaging thing that uh, he found the Aurora Borealis. When we asked him further about it, uh, he told us that uh, he found it inside of his refrigerator and when we asked it to, uh, you know, when we asked for a picture of it, he was like, um, uh, no, that's... That's not good. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when we pressed him further and stuff like that, it's like, Aurora Borealis is like, in this time of the day, in this side of the country, in this in time Tennessee? of the year, in, in Tennessee? Tennessee? Whoa. Whoa. You guys gotta stop doing this. This is weird. <laughs> what if you guys owns, owes each other a soda here? <laughs> well, anyway... Like I've said before, I am your host, the Jack of Hearts, and with me, as always, my cohorts all the way in Iowa, Tyler, how are you doing? This is weird. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, both show. <laughs> yeah. The, dirty, show, the, the dirty South. The uh, dirty South. Yeah. I'm doing good. This is weird. I'm not used to being introduced. Um, I'm doing well. Uh... I get to go back to first shift finally after 10 weeks of being on second shift. So that's going to be nice. Um, seeing my, my family again, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen them much lately. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Sleeping on a normal schedule is going to be great. I don't know. I'm doing pretty good, though. Uh, drinking some Stone IPA. Doing oh, good. there you go. I just realized I'm out of beer. Might have to sneak oh. over and get a beer while you introduce Justin. <laughs> Yo, and of course the other cohort, also from Iowa, it is Justin. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent, yo. Over here in Iowa, down here to the east. It's going down uh, for it's going, real. <laughs> it's it's going good. Uh, having fun right here, right now. <laughs> in, in my house. Let's we'll send me a floor writer song as we can we can bump into this. Uh, oh, it is gosh. a beautiful day out today. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Yeah. Oh that. man, that's that's it lucky, awesome. dude. Seventy that's... degrees, seventy six. It was. Oh, I think oh. somewhere around Washington, it got like to about uh, like fifty or sixty from where I'm at, though. But it was mostly overcast, so it's like he didn't really see too much sun. Supposed to rain though next week, so it's kind of shitty. We need some rain. Yeah. We just had a whole bunch. But we need a, we need a little flooding, you know, a little flooding uh, going yeah, on. Yeah, like a flood in '93, like you know, just take out the whole damn yeah. state. You know, yeah. Bush. Okay. Anheuser Bush will just send out water again. Well, they're just gonna flood us with their beer. Yeah. Thing, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A rainfall of beer. What? <laughs> water. That's a good one. Just like Keystone Lake. <laughs> Been more accurate. Yeah, it's going good though. I'm oh, good. excited to be here. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. Talk to my cohorts. Hurts. Hearts. 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 <laughs> hearts. Hearts. Cohorts. <laughs> and we have the Jack of Hearts hosting oh, yeah. tonight. <laughs> the spotlight is making him sweaty. Once in a blue moon. Oh, spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> But anyway, without all the chitter-chatter beside and stuff like that, let's get into what we've been playing, oh, and cool. Tyler, you are up first. Oh my god. Oh, oh no. What have I been doing? <laughs> um, holy shit. Um, no. Uh, I've been playing the same two games as last week, Uncharted 4 and Doom. Uh, I'll do Doom last, because uh, Justin's been playing it as well. Okay. So I think we'll be jumping back and forth into that. Oh, Justin's a, is the man. He got me. He got me a beer. He's a, nice. he's a good man. I like him. That's why I keep him around. Um, 
Big horn sheep. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I'm going to take a sip of this stone IPA. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, talk about Doom last. Um, I, I do want to talk about it real quick. I don't know about you guys. Have you guys... I'm sure you have as gamers. But, like, you've had that point where you've had, like, multiple games come out at the same time. Or you're playing multiple games at once. I don't know how you guys usually deal with that. For me, personally, I'll just pick one and fly through that... Fly through one and then go jump into the other one. And I feel like I never get the full experience out of it. Yes. And, mm. um, yeah. For me, um, with these two games, Doom and Uncharted 4, I said it last week, these are two of probably the best games we're going to play all year. Um, definitely so far. Um, and I didn't want to fly through one. I couldn't pick which one I wanted to pl- fly through. Um, so, what I've been doing since last Friday when Doom came out is I've been rotating days. So, like, Friday was Doom. Last Friday was Doom. Saturday was um, Uncharted 4. So on and so forth. I follow that all the way through. Oh, and cool. it actually, it, I, I enjoy the games a lot more. And the, there you go. And they're such contrastive games yes. from each other. I think it works totally, great. Yep. Probably. One being a third-person story-based game. One being a first-player, first or first-person, just run-and-gun, uh, badass kind of game. Um, so I did that. And I actually finished, um, I followed the other way through until Saturday, like Friday night, early Saturday morning, where Friday was Uncharted 4 day, but then I was like a chapter away from beating the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just, I played after I got off work Friday night, I played it, finished it. Um, with this, with Uncharted 4, I just want to say it is a, a phenomenal game. Definitely the, um, the best of the Uncharted games, without a doubt, to me. Really? Nice. They have learned... And I said it last week, and I'm sure a lot of other people have probably said it too. Um, it feels like after Last of Us, they've become so much better at, and they're always really good at characters and character development and um, all that story. But it just felt like Last of Us took them to a whole new level. And with Uncharted one through three, it felt more like a kind of fantastical, not so serious kind of serious uh, game, where like. This the this story was kind of serious, but it was just kind of like, it was so out there, like uh-huh. I said, fantastical that like you, you couldn't really take it as seriously, and the characters were always like so many like one-liners from Nathan Drake. It just never like, it, it was never like that deep of a game. It felt like to me, with Uncharted Four, it felt like they last with Last of Us being such a super deep deep game, very serious tone. This was more of that um, with these characters, and I love that. Um, and the way it wraps it up is fantastic. The name "The Thief's End" um, is actually even um, cooler to me. After like I figured it out towards the last couple chapters, what they're talking about with the Thief's End with that title, but it makes more sense. I like that a lot too. Um, like there's a whole different, there's a whole other layer to the Thief's End title to me that wasn't. Um, no, sorry. Yeah, no, you like a mind blown kind of thing. Is that what? You're... Yeah, no, I was. Yeah. Yeah. My um, own cueing on like what I think that ending means. Oh, me. okay. Um, but it's just like kind of once like the farther you, the deeper you go into the game, the more like the more twist turns go on with it, you know, with the story. Um, it's just kind of it. It means something different. I think it means multiple. It means more than one thing, really. Yeah. When I look at it. Oh. Uh, but I. It, anyways, um, the I thought the the boss was really cool. The main the main bad guy. Uh, the main, the last boss battle battle was definitely the best by far in the whole Uncharted um, series. Nice. Um, still not that good though because the Uncharted really? series has never had a really good boss boss battle. Um, Especially a final boss battle. Yeah, yeah, they're like they're they're usually pretty bad. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, like traditionally, like you would have Gabriel Roman and stuff in the first game. You'd have like Lazarevich in the second. Then you have like awful. Barlow inside three, and that that was it, it's not a high bar. It's it just has a tradition of not having great final boss battles. It, it's tough for like shooter games to have good boss battles, um, especially these kind where it's more kind of I try to be somewhat more realistic. Real, about yeah, no, um, but I it's like this game hit me on different levels than most games, more of an emotional level where um, there's a really cool part after the prologue um, in the beginning of the game mm-hmm. where like you get this like. It's the opening sequence with the credits and everything like that. And in the background, I, t- I think I told you about Justin. That's my background. Uh, it's actually my theme on my PS4. And it's like it's like this really cool, like, ink. Sketching, a pen yeah. type thing. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, 
tell, tell, showing you like the journey so far with um, with Nathan Drake, and like I never like understood. Like I knew it was the last, the real, probably gonna be the last real Uncharted game. Yeah. Uh, but it never really hit me on that level. And then I got I that, that prologue. Just the music, and the music's fantastic. And it, Naughty Dog is great with music. Um, but it hit me on a that, that a level right there. Like, not like tear in my eye, but like a mo- like I'm just like. It just kind of hit me like I'm just like I got chill. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, fuck, this is the last one. Like, probably this should be the last one. Yeah, um, and most likely will one. be the last one. Hopefully. I feel like this will probably be the last journey with Nathan Drake. It, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, but it. I hope it. I hope it is. I think they should take their strong points, which is obviously storytelling and making you feel things in games mm-hmm. and just keep trying different things like completely different things yeah and, and that's like usually, the last was way different yeah and when it comes to and it was a gamble that worked or at least yeah and that's not a dog's know. thing they don't I mean they, they make a game they make a franchise and they move on yeah um, so I feel like that's gonna be the case uh, with this one but uh, I think you have to do more when your game is based around a story yeah uh, makes and, sense and uh, there's so many I mean there's so many better things they can do I think so from a story driven standpoint just Last of Us proves that to me that they're not just a one-hit wonder. Yeah. As far well, I mean, Crash Bandicoot, but I mean, as far as like um, today and day, this this day and age, you're not a one-hit wonder with Uncharted. Um, but no, it's it's a gorgeous game, best game um, from a graphical standpoint, probably on the current day consoles. Really? Yeah. Better um, than Doom. Yeah, I would say. I think so. But D- different, 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 better. Because Doom is just like it looks really nice, but it's very, it's very red. You know, it's yeah. like you're, you're it's darker. It's, this is very much like bright and flourishing, bright, open, uh, shinier version. It's just like I get that. It's more. There's more stuff going on. Yeah. Um. There. At least from there was multiple points where points. like the like the, the the director in this game is fantastic. By the way, the way he sets it up when you go to like a stamp like a, an area and he just pans the camera around and it's not like an engine. It's or it's an engine. It's not like a cutscene. Like, it's all done in, like, the same engine the game is played in. And multiple times this game, I'm just, like, I'm, like, peering over, like, about, like, a balcony or, like, a cliff. And I'm just, like, wow. Like, verbally, yeah. wow. That looks really good. Wow. Um, this game is stunning. Uh, it takes a lot to do. Yeah. Um, not surprised it took this long for this game to come out. Um, the multiple delays. But, no, fantastic game. Um, if you have a PS4, no reason you shouldn't own this. Uh Especially if you like the Uncharted games. Yeah. Um, but no, great I a, game. I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm not asking this question because, like, I know people are always talking about, oh, because he kills people all the time, like, I'm not using that thing. Yeah. But just as Uncharted, when you think about the games, I haven't, you know, I only played part of the first one. Do you feel like that deep of a story really fits well with Uncharted? Yeah. Do you, th- you feel like it's, it's somehow... If, if if the other ones weren't as good as that, or like it, it feels cohesive to you, yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, to me, uh, with Uncharted games, like the gameplay has never been like um, the key. Yeah, point I mean, I'm me. talking about story wise. Yeah, do you feel like like they are like it goes along the same path and it makes sense? Yeah, huh. most definitely. Uh, Inter- that's cool. See, I want to see. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's it, it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I really don't have really much to add on to that, but yeah, it feels like. I mean, this is like. I don't know. It's just like this was this uh, great game. I loved everything yeah. about it. I don't have any real complaints. It still has. I mean, there's a couple minor things. It still has some of the issues that Uncharted games have always had, where it's like the climbing stuff could be better. Yeah, uh, I have I have multiple points, and this one being more wide open, I found myself lost more often because it's just yeah. like they don't make it the clearest where you're supposed to go sometimes. Yeah. Um, and like especially like climbing things it doesn't like sometimes like the climbing areas they'll stick out from like the rest of the areas as well so you're just kind of like jumping against things hoping to like oh go ahead climb there um, yeah but that's really it um, okay but no, alright I, I, I might have it on the way I signed up for like a month three games game flying put on my I don't know I'm not sure how it works mm-hmm. put on my QA does that mean it could be coming soon or no just put it at the top of your list and that gives you a better chance I think it is. I'm going to at least try that. Try to keep your list short. Yeah, I, I only have two, two games on there. Yeah, so you should have a pretty good chance of getting it then. Yep. Might have to wait mm. a week, but you should get it. Oh, cool. But yeah, that's... Awesome. That's it. Um, I'll talk with I'll talk more about Doom with Justin when he talks about his game. 
All right, okay, Justin, you are up. Oh, okay. oh my turn. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I played uh, SteamWorld Heist DLC. Mm-hmm. It's it was like what three ninety nine. Yeah, three ninety nine, something, something like that. Three four bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I actually got it like almost a month ago, I think. And yeah. I kind of was at work. I was like, yeah, kind of like playing that game. And I forgot that I had some DLC on there, and I was. Like it's, I think what it is is like what I found is like, you 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 can start the game over if you wanted to and find it in there. But if you beat the game and your map's still open, mm-hmm. you'll find this sprinkled like little yep. sections that are on the map now that you can go to. Like there's ships you can attack, you aboard them, and uh, one of them I think it's like a character. I actually found a character. And it's kind of funny because he's he's like a, I can't remember his name, but he's like. Help me! I need power, and uh, he's living, or he's he's like in a big pile of junk and like trash, <laughs> and uh, he was in like a trash compactor, and uh, he was trying to run away from something. The bad guys, but uh, it's funny. The CLC is really funny because is is it the Red Queen? There's like there's like there's something going on. Like there's like there's, there's bad steam bots and there's good ones, like the Federation or something. Yeah, and like the the funny thing is, it's it's funny and it's written into it. It's really clever. I've already beaten the game. Yeah. And all these ships, you know, they didn't, they didn't have communication to know that it's over, they've lost or whatever. Oh, okay. So, like, it's actually pretty funny, though. They, they mention things like, they don't realize that the queen's already dead. And so oh, that's Just awesome. go ahead in there and clean it up, you know. So they make reference to that. Yeah, they make reference that's to awesome. that. That's okay. it, It's really, that's one thing I was like, I kind of laughed, chuckled about, or whatever in my head. But, uh, smiled. Uh, I was enjoying that a lot. I picked him up. I went through probably six ships that I haven't been to uh, missions. And they were they were fun. They're challenging. And I was gonna. I was like, I went through the first. I think there's like three main sections in the game, like in the uh, in the space. Yeah. I went to the first two and completed that. I went to the third one, and I'm not sure what happened, but I clicked on it to go to the next place. I thought, and it seems like oh. Do you want to complete, or do you want to? It, it came up with like a difficulty selecting selection screen for the game, and I was like, "What? Okay." And I picked one, and it restarted the whole game over. So I didn't know. I don't know what I hit or did what happened. Did you go to New Game Plus? Maybe I might have an accident. Okay. So maybe I did everything, but it, it's done with now, and I won't ever see anymore if I did it. Mm, yeah. I probably won't play that game. Maybe someday, but probably not. Like I really enjoyed it, but. I, I'm more just rather have like a sequel or something like that. There's, well, I really, work, I really like the game. I know they're working on it to come out to PS4, and Wii U, and stuff. They're coming out really soon. Yeah, mm, I might. That sounds interesting. I might come out very soon. On pick PS4. it up again on PS4 or something like that. It's it's, it's coming out priced decently. It'll be fifteen or twenty, I guess. So it was, it was the DLC on 3DS? Yeah. So. so let me ask Justin: Was the DLC yeah. worth the three ninety nine stuff? Oh yeah, no, I I think it was. I enjoyed every moment of the new things, but I. I just wish that I wouldn't have done whatever I did because I don't know if I saw everything. Yeah. Hmm. And now I don't want to beat the whole game again. To find right out. now, anyways. Yeah. Well, you can always check up on like a YouTube or something like that. See yeah, if you actually true. did mix something. At, you least, know? at least I did some of it and before I did that. I yeah. Guess. I, I I bought it too and I haven't played it yet either. So I'll yeah. Get back to it. Yeah. At least at least I saw some of it before I canceled it on accident. Yeah. No, but I really I like that a lot. And I, yeah. I know if you get to you go to the very end of the whole map, and you click on the thing, it says start new game plus. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I might have saw everything then. Yeah, that might my own for three bucks if it's only a, yeah. yeah. It could make it might only be a handful. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's oh sorry, <laughs> that's uh, that's what I play besides Doom. Yeah. So yeah. Do you, should we jump into Doom now? Let's do it. Want to do Doom? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What level are you on? Uh, you know, level yeah. 10. <laughs> <laughs> he was here when I beat I level 9. I think I just beat level 11. Yeah. I had no idea which level it was, though, so I, so I started uh, talking to Tyler, and he found out. I, I thought I was like a level like 18. I had no idea. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I mean, some of the levels, you know, they're, they're pretty long and have big chunks to them. That's yeah. traditional Doom for you, though. Yeah. The levels, even the original Doom, were very long. That took a lot of time and stuff for each yeah, chapter. especially Doom 64. Hmm. The level length actually runs into most of that game. Did 
you look at the map sometimes, you're like, oh my god, this level's huge. Yeah, I don't ever. It's almost that, daunting. Well, I'm always looking for the I secrets, know. Yeah, so. I know. I'm just but I look at the I look at the map and I'm just like, oh my god, look at all the areas you haven't been to all yet. The... Like all the grade stuff, like cause it turns blue when you've been there. Oh, does it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like the gray area means you haven't been there yet. I'm just like, holy shit, I got like, there's a lot of a lot to go here. But the, yeah, but. The way up until there's a couple levels, the last couple levels I haven't liked because the first um, seven levels, the levels are pretty decent size, but like you can always like get back to different areas super quick. It's all kind of roundabout, um, yeah, and very easy to get back. And then like the last couple levels um, aren't that like they cut off areas as the, you go through. I will say the level structure definitely starts to change. Yeah, like the old Doom, and there's some levels in it that are coming up. That are very reminiscent of old Doom levels. You know what I what I'm talking about. And it feels really cool. Okay. Uh, I, I just for me what I've been doing was I was getting all the way to like the very end, the very last um, area. Like 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 to like all I had to do was click a button and finish a level, and I go back and get all the secrets that I missed uh, throughout the game, throughout the level. Yeah. And then I found out that I, you can't. You gotta like basically find the secrets as you go. As you go. And so far. Uh, yeah, so that, that that kind of upset me. So I go back. I go back to one level. And I missed a few secrets. Um, but then I got all the secrets so far. I got all the collectibles. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Has it been worth collecting them though? Yes, I think it's a lot of fun um, finding them and then like finding the secret levels. Trying to find the hidden lever that opens up a secret, <laughs> the secret room that's a, that's like an old school Doom level, hmm. um, or Doom. It's got Doom and Doom Two levels in it. I've only found one lever, pulled it, couldn't find the where to go into the door. As I'm level yeah. eleven, I think. Um, I keep finding it by accident, actually. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, there it is on the side of that fence. Just gotta jump <laughs> over here and get there. Nice. It's like I keep like a few like there's been a couple. There's been I didn't mention it last week. There's been three so far. I've had to look up because I just didn't like because. Some of these levels, get, they get bigger as they go. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, they're at, this lever is like, it's usually hidden in plain sight. Um, but there's a couple points where it's just like, you might not even go that area now. I've only found one. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, that's one out of 11 that I've found. Yeah. A few of them I've looked for, a few I've had to look up. And then there's been a handful I've also, like, I just found. Yeah. Walking through the level. I'm like, oh. That's a lo-. And there's <laughs> yeah, like. There's that's like, why I found this one. Granted, because I'm not actually looking for them going on my way. Yeah, but I feel like I, I want to do that though. Next, but like some of them though, it's just like you kind. To me, I kind of figure out where they're the area they're in. If you look at the map, because I'll show you like a grayed out area that you can't oh. get to. Like yeah, that door's locked. And that, that, I need to do that. I never that. even have really looked at the map yet. Yeah, because usually the the lever is nearby the door to get to the secret doom level. So um, that's kind of a tip that's nearby. Um, cool. Yeah, but I don't know. I I'm kind of I'm still loving this game. Oh, yeah, uh, ten levels, nine levels in. So I'm extremely mm. loving this game still, and I wasn't sure it was going to happen, but it finally happened. I told you guys like when I used to play the old Dooms, I get a little creep. Not not like I'm scared of. It's like it's like you're almost scared to if you die somewhere because of a certain enemy. You're scared to go back. I mean, not like really like oh I'm scared, but like uh, what's the right word? Tense. There's tense, but there's also, like, it's tense mixed with a little bit of a fear, too, because you are in hell, and those are, like, hell demons. Like, it's kind of creepy, and they're fast as hell in this game, and, like, just dreading knowing what's coming because I died here. Oh, like, it's happened to me a few times, I'm so glad it's happened. Yeah. Especially with the, my favorite ones from the old ones, too, the new hell demons. I don't know what they're called. The, with the horns and the, they shoot the huge balls, and there's like there's red and green ones in the old ones. <laughs> the imps? No, okay. these are like the huge ones. They're like the the hardest boss there is now, or a character, enemy. It's it's he's like the latest one you find so far. Okay. Uh, a- after the big tubular things. Oh, okay. And those the the ones that horns. charge you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those guys suck. Dude, those. Those guys are the those are those guys. Yeah, the old ones that stand above you after they killed you. Yeah, they had like the hooves and stuff. That's the them. chain gun is a good is a good way to kill them. Yes, it is. Running in chain guns. Chain gun is awesome um, in this game. <laughs> Holy crap! I love the draws in this game. Yeah, yeah. I find even like even like 
like the plasma rifle is pretty good. I didn't care for the, like. I love the plasma. I was I mainly, always loved the plasma rifle. I was mainly using the rocket. I, my two go tos are the rocket launcher and the shotgun. Yes. But I found that actually, I, if you that some of the other weapons are pretty good too, especially against some weapons are better than others against some of the tougher guys. Mm-hmm. I usually use my rocket launcher against the, the bigger guys, but like I usually like my, my assault rifle. I usually use for like the imps, the the, the, the smaller characters. Hardly ever use the assault rifle in this game. Either shotgun all the imps. I uh, just. Uh, shoulder Glory kill the little the, weird the, things the that possessed. are like, useless yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, use, I use the, the super shotgun the plasma rifle the rocket launcher and the gauss cannon I don't use that at first I liked it but I don't really use it much gauss cannon if you, if you get the right um, mod for it it yeah. works really well I got the zoom in one all the way up I use I use the other one the one where you hold it or whatever yeah that one yeah. works really well uh, gets yeah, I missed it. I thought like you put it on the ground like a gun turret, but it's just like you hold it like Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Okay. The, well, the chain gun has a turret um, mod. Oh, maybe for that's it. the one. I was yeah. Reading. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones I use the most. My favorite gun that was most recent is probably the chain gun. I love that gun. It, it's 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 much more than what the old chain gun was. The old chain gun was actually a lot like the assault rifle is now. It, it's like a fast yeah. pistol. Yeah, it's, it know. takes a minute to rev up, but if you get the mod for it, you can actually. There's I, two I mods. Have that. There's like the turret one, and there's the other one where like I you had can, the one where you can shoot without it spinning all the way. Yeah. Up to full speed. Yeah. Yeah. That. that oh man, this game. Oh, I haven't played for two days, and I'm itching to play this game. Yeah. Right now, I love this game. But yeah. Yeah. Fantastic game so far. Two really good games coming out the last couple weeks now. Oh, speaking of Tuesday. Yeah. TMNT comes out. Holy uh, shit! Mutants in Manhattan. Oh wow! So, I know. I'm probably gonna have to wait on that for a little bit since I gotta. Uh, well, let's just say that my paycheck really wasn't uh, didn't last as long as I did. You know, but I <laughs> <laughs> will be here on Tuesday. I can wait. Well, wow. hell, yeah, man! You guys are gonna have to try it and like uh, tell me about it. You know, because it's gonna. It's going to be make or break, really. Like, is the game good? Is it not? Oh, yeah, that's true. I'll always <laughs> play the game. It'll be different with people anyways. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably end up just playing it through single player. Yeah. But then I think we'll have to, like, um, if it if it's good, we'll have to pick it up and play through it on the multiplayer together. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest challenge is going to figure out who who's going to be who. I, I can't decide. I don't uh, think so. I, I mean, think it's going to fight for that. I already know I'm going to be fucking Michelangelo. That's just that's just me. Oh, okay. That's just my cool. style. <laughs> Justin's really upset right now. <laughs> Who do you want to be, Justin? If you could pick one person to be. Damn. No. I know. That's you. I, Raphael is my yeah, guy. Yeah, you're Raphael. It makes sense. I've been um, yelling damn for 20 years. <laughs> Who's the brains, freak. Donatello? Uh, Donatello is a freak. I'm not actually the brains, but I'll be the Donatello. Just because I was, uh, what's his name from the Goonies? Sean Austin Mouth Oh um, Corey Feldman Yes He was yeah. his voice I found out no, None of the actors That voiced him Were the actual actors In the suits Yeah no. wow. That's funny That's, That'd be so weird I wouldn't want to do that I want to be in the suit too What are you talking about <laughs> If I look at their paychecks like, Yeah you, you All you okay. want to do is talk Fine That's cool <laughs> That's cool uh, yeah. To actually act Great I'll be Donatello man. Okay Oh good Alright Leonardo well, No I'll be Leonardo and Donatello. <laughs> you can only be one of the four. Anyway. I'll be Super Shredder. I have two hands. Well, I'll he's be, actually I'll be it. Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. <laughs> what? Kevin Nash was actually Super Shredder for what? You didn't know that? He was. For yeah, what? Kevin, Kevin Nash played Super Shredder. In the second one? In the second one, yep. Yeah. In the second movie? I'll be, I'll be Vanilla Ice. Yep. Fuck it. I never knew that. That's Dude. fucking funny. <laughs> Raphael. Well, anyway, I'm up to bat here for the what games been doing? playing. What have you been doing? <sighs> well, you know what? I have been playing plenty of Borderlands 2, but I wanted to talk a little bit about like uh, about a game I recently re-picked back up because, you know what, I've just been playing little bits of things on my Vita. I've pretty much given my 3DS a rest for the most part for the last month. And uh, I decided to play a little bit more of Rondo of Blood again because hey, it's it's one of those games and stuff where it's really reminiscent to like uh, great action games, you know, in general and stuff like Super Castlevania Four and you know earlier games in this series. But uh, it's just so fun just to go and just pop in 
and just, like, play a few levels here and there and stuff like that. I mean, hell. Like, level 5 in general is, like, this whole, like, ghost ship type of thing where you have to transverse the entire stage, just beating all these random, like, enemies and stuff like that. Like, these skeletons that hold these freaking, like, chain, like, uh... These, these kind of, like, chain whips with, like, little, you know, like, little metal ball, like, spike balls and stuff at the end of them? Yeah. They go and just try to hit you and stuff. Then there's, like, a certain part of the stage, and like, where you have to, uh, you have to dodge all these flea riders, which basically what they are is they're little guys that are riding these freaking giant, like, birds and stuff, swooping down from the top of the ship and just trying to just nail you and stuff. And it's super annoying because there's, like, a cluster of them that try to get at you. They constantly respawn, too. But it doesn't get really annoying or something like that with the whole thing in general, since it's like maybe one or two at a time. Rare occurrence, probably three. So you got to really work on your timing when you're hitting them. But uh, one of my favorite things about that stage in general, other than the music, the music's fantastic there. I liked the boss battle with death. Because traditionally in Castlevania games, when you battle against the Grim Reaper... It just signifies that you're getting close to the end of the game. So for this boss battle, it starts off where he's just floating around and all these sickles are just appearing everywhere and stuff and you have to dodge against them. I found out a little pattern where if you actually have the cross sub-weapon and you go and you just toss like the cross or something where you're transversing the stage back and forth while hitting the Grim Reaper and stuff, he you can actually suffer the least amount of damage. And so I basically did that. I almost beat Death on the first try going through, like uh, playing it a little bit earlier today. But uh, it took me about, I think it was like three tries finally until I beat him. But how I did that, I willed down his health. And uh, he got about halfway. He has like two stages in his boss form. So he goes, he goes off to the distance, right? The distance of like the top of the ship. And... Uh, he goes and he shoots out these like these giant like skulls and stuff where you have to dodge from the distance. So it's kind of like a depth perception thing where he's far out in the background and in the foreground he's shooting these skulls and stuff at you and you have to dodge cool. them from left to right. But uh, what ended up happening is as soon as he's done doing that, he'll reappear again like right on the top of the ship with you. Because that's where the boss battle is being battled upon. It's being battled upon the, a big old sail of a ship. So he goes into a second form. His robe and everything changes. It all looks all like broody and like, you know, like hellish and stuff. Because that's pretty much what he is. He's the bringer of death. So he has this big old sickle that he draws out and stuff. And he tries to swipe at you and stuff. And he'll actually do like these freaking like acrobatic flips into you if you're not careful. So, what did I ended up doing is, there's a move in the game that's called like a, like a item crash, where if you press the triangle button on the Vita, it goes into the super attack. And so what I did was, as soon as he got to a second form, I did the super attack for the cross, which, which would lead me to appear these giant crosses and stuff like that, floating from like, from down to up, you know, like across the screen and stuff like that. I whittled him down to like about a sliver of his life points. He almost beat me, but at the last second, I just whipped. I just pretty much whipped oh, him nice. and just took him out. The final blow. <clears throat> That's always been sort of like a challenge for me in that game. It's awesome. The whole experience, it's the atmosphere of the boss battle itself and how tense it can be. But once you finally beat, like, death in that final, in that battle in and of itself, it's awesome. But right now I got on to stage 7. I haven't gone through stage 7 yet, but, you know, when it comes to stage 6, the one right after the ghost ship, you are immediately placed in a situation where you are right at a boss battle. And the thing that's interesting and unique about this battle in general, you're up against this evil, like, priest and stuff like that, and he conjures up about, like, four boss, like, boss monsters and stuff where you have to beat one at a time. So it's sort of like a gauntlet. Like a monster gauntlet of who's who from classic Castlevania games. So first you get the giant bat, which is kind of reminiscent of a throwback to Castlevania 1 when you face off against him in the first stage. So, you know, he's easy. I go ahead and I just dodge his fireballs, which shoots about two of them before you have to, like, uh, before he swoops down with his big old, like, uh, drilling attack, 
with his wings. So I beat that, go forth, and I'm facing off against Medusa, which is another callback to Castlevania 1. As a matter of fact, every monster he conjures up is from monsters that were bosses from Castlevania 1. So you have the giant bat, you have Medusa, you have the mummy, and then last you have Frankenstein, or the creature. And so, you know, for Medusa's thing, she tries to turn you into stone. She's shooting, like, a couple, like three of her, like, uh, snakes from her head and stuff. you got to dodge that. Then with the mummy, you got to go ahead. And the thing about it is the mummy will go ahead and he'll stretch his arms out, his wraps. So he'll try to hit you from afar. But you got to dodge him, like, precisely at the last second if you want to get any extra hits off. But the kicker of that is he goes ahead and he summons like these four giant like stone blocks and he tries to send it at you. But the blocks are arranged in a way where it kind of looks like a giant staircase. So you got to go ahead and jump on top of them and like go forth and further. But the last portion of the monsters that the, the priest summons is the Frankenstein. And so what he does is he shoots out these lightning attacks. He's going ahead and he's like jumping up and down like all these boulders are crashing down. But you can dodge these, like, uh, boulders by going to, like, the bottom left-hand corner of the freaking stage, and you gotta go ahead and just do it and stuff like that. I had a big badass moment, though, when finally facing off against the priest. It, the priest is named Shaft, and I, it's fucking funny as hell Shaft. to me for this day. That's what I was gonna say. Is it, is it really Shaft? It's not like the actual Shaft. Damn, it's not It's not Black right. Dynamite, man. It's Damn, like... Oh, <laughs> man, which is Black Dynamite? Oh. Could you just imagine, though, all Tell the Frankensteins are just inspired by some sort of 1970s, like, attire, you know? Oh, but the Frankenstein and his own fucking afro. The, the Black Square. <laughs> black Exploitation in Castlevania would be amazing. That would fucking be awesome. But anyway, with this boss battle, like I said, I had this badass moment where I was at a sliver of health yet again, you know? I was going forth, and uh, I was just timing it just exactly when he would warp from, like, one spot to another. Because this is what this motherfucker does. He does this tricky shit where he goes, and uh, he summons these two orbs, these two green orbs and stuff, which he'll do, con- he'll do like, combined sort of attacks and stuff, where they'll rotate around each other while on fire, or they'll shoot beams down, and you have to try to dodge them at the right moments. But it's easy once you figure out the pattern of it. But the last mm-hmm. portion and stuff, you got to try to nail where he's going to teleport to. So what I ended up doing is I ended up doing the badass thing where he just immediately goes with that. I'm like, one, two, like two hits, two hits, two hits. And finally, as soon as like he tries to like uh, hit me again, I do like a freaking item crash with the fucking like the axes that I had. <laughs> Which is, that's the sub weapon I was using because it was so easy to beat the other monsters doing that. And when I did that, he just went ahead just, like, uh, freaking just collapsed and stuff with a heap of his own fucking mess and stuff like that. It was fun. Cool. Dude, any other Castlevania games and stuff like that, yeah, you have, like, interesting, like, fun, like, boss battles and stuff like that. But Rondo of Blood, I consider to be one of the best, like, original, like, awesome. Castlevania-style games before Symphony of the Night changed it. But, uh... Like I was saying before, the other game I was playing, Borderlands 2. Now, with Borderlands 2, I'm still... I'm chipping away at it, bit by bit. And basically, since we're recording on Saturday while doing this, I've spent most of the day Saturday playing this game because, hell, I am having some fun times with this. It's not like... It's not like me, like, uh, getting lost somewhere and having frustrating times. No, there's actually some laugh-out-loud moments that... uh, I came across. Like, there's a mission inside Borderlands 2 when you get up to, I think it was, like, Lynchwood, I think it's called, this town. Yeah. There's a town called Lynchwood, and there's apparently this ex- there's exclamation point on the map. And once you go to it, you come across a random bandit. He's called, I think he's called Shooty McShootface. Huh. And he's just screaming at you. He is violent and stuff like that. He wants you to shoot him in the face. You know, basically you accept the mission and... It's kind of it's self-explanatory. You shoot him in the face, and he dies. And uh, you complete the mission. So, <laughs> And at the end, he's like, thank you. And he just dies. <laughs> you knocked me out of my misery. 
It was the it's the easiest it was the easiest mission I have ever fucking done for that type of game, but it was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Oh man. But uh currently I'm at level twenty six of my gunzerker. I just completed like the thing where I can regenerate my full health and stuff and gun then like when I activate gunzerker mode. Oh man. And I'm really thinking about when I hit level thirty, I'm gonna go ahead and spend a couple more golden keys. Get some more powerful badass weapons, and I'm going to try to see if I can go off to the rest of the game, you know, because I I think I'm getting towards the last full-on, like, uh, level portion of the game, because uh, there are other portions of it, like the Highlands, like the Thundra Express, like this and that, but uh, it sort of feels similar to how I, like, the original Borderlands did when it had its four major it's four major, like, uh, stages and stuff with all the set-top missions and all that other stuff. But, uh, let's see. On the Vita side of things, I did play a little bit more for the Borderlands 2, like, on Vita. But here's what I've been doing. I've been downloading... I've been uploading, like, my character from the PS4 onto the cross-save servers. Whenever I power on my Vita, I upload it. I complete, like, a mission or two. And then I just re-upload the character on the Vita version and re-download it from the PS4 version. It's flawless. It works great. But when, I, when I'm when i playing this Vita version and stuff like that, I know I can come across like things that are very apparent that it is an inferior port. Like, for instance... Like, for instance, when the enemies respawn... Like, when the enemies spawn up in general, there are a couple, like, one or two MP... Like, one or two enemies fewer maybe, than, like, what you would find on the PS4 version. Now, granted, it's actually worked to a good benefit, because I've completed a mission or two just by basically running across the stage and stuff and getting to my checkpoint and completing it. (laughs) Without having to deal with so much, like, uh, traffic, so to say. But, uh, other than that, there are some, like, frame rate issues, there are some graphical things, but other than that, it's a comparable port for the Vita. I mean, I'm very surprised at the quality that that, uh, you know, the game is at itself. I mean, granted, Gearbox didn't work on it. It was Iron Galaxy that helped do the port to the Vita as they did for the PS4 and the Xbox One stuff. But uh, other than that, I'm just fully enjoying Borderlands 2, and I'm actually flirting with the idea that I may get the Platinum for this shit. You know? But did, did you guys have any questions, though, in regards to stuff? The Castlevania, real quick. Yeah. When did, uh, when did that game come out, and what is it called again? I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. Rondo of Blood, in Rondo and of itself. Of Blood? Yeah, Castlevania Rondo of Blood. It Rondo. never came out into okay. the U.S. up until oh. Oh. up until around 2009 when it was released in correlation on the PSP. Do you do you play as Ronda Rousey? Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> Well, I'm playing Castlevania 4. Castlevania 4 is still a great game. I'm really loving that game. So Uh, let me ask you, Justin, do you... Let me ask you, Justin, you can actually go on the Wii's Virtual Console on the Wii U. Uh You can download Rondo of Blood on there. Oh, is it on there? Yeah, TurboGrafx-16. It's a little bit expensive than, like, the normal. Oh, TurboGrafx-16 game. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It was, in Japan, it was a Turbo CB, like, Turbo CD game. And uh, that's the thing. It had great music. It had great scenery, great like uh, artistic background stuff. You should definitely try because I feel if you're really into Super Castlevania Four and the old school type of Castlevanias, that's definitely the game to try. Cool. I really like Castlevania Four so far. And you know Super what? It, that's oh. just the thing. It's more of like say the goodness of Castlevania Four, only it's much more fluid. Really. Yes. Wow. You'll notice a difference when you start playing it. Cool. All right. Well, awesome. check it out sometime. I, w- I definitely will check it out. I think it's like about nine bucks, nine dollars or something on the Virtual Console on the Wii still. Anyway, I've pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much all I've been playing. So let's go ahead and get into these topics. We got a few of them. But let's go ahead and just go with a big thing up on the week here. Resident Evil 
is going to be shown at E3, and supposedly it's going to be going back to its survival horror roots. Tyler, you have the most experience out of any of us with our E. What do you think? Uh, well, Justin actually be the most experienced with the Resident Evil. Really? Um, um, but uh, I hope this is true, and I hope it's the case uh, <laughs> that Resident Evil Seven is a thing and that it's back to horror roots. Because I mean, God knows I've ranted for hours on this pod- <laughs> in the history of this podcast <laughs> about Resident Evil Six. Uh, he loves it. I th- Fuck you. It's like subsequently um, he just loves it and he's just not admitting to it. Yeah, I, I secretly <laughs> play it every night. I actually have a, secu- a separate uh, Xbox 360 account uh, that you guys don't know about. Secrets and separate. Secret and separate, yeah. It's my personal secretary. I fuck it every night. Um, <laughs> uh, the box itself, I just pound it. Uh, no, uh, every night. No, um, I play it every night. Yeah, it's amazing. No, uh, fuck Resident Evil 6 so I'm hoping that this is actually the case I'd actually be happy with it if it just went back to Resident Evil 4 from that standpoint but if it went back to RE1 but updated it to I mean going we, we, we just talked about Doom the last couple weeks and that did a good job of bringing bringing it to now mid to early 90s it, to 2016 and more than that even Maybe, I don't know there's yeah. not a game like it no, definitely, but I, I just mean from like, they took what the things that we yeah. loved about that console, no, that yes. game from 20 plus years ago. Successfully adapted. Made it feel awesome. Adapted. Like a yeah. screen adaptation. Yeah. That's good. To the future. Like so, it's, it's awesome. Resident Evil gives me the hope that if it's like RE1 or 2, I mean, I don't have, I've hope, but I don't, I don't have, it's not like um, optimism, I would say, because it's yeah. Capcom. Uh, I mean, they came out earlier this week and said that. That they're going to start working on making games more complete before they release them. Yeah, that's an actual quote of theirs. Um, so I don't have I don't have much hope or optimism that this will be the case. What about you guys? Just go ahead. Let you go. Okay. Um, I'm just super excited. I do I do not want Resident Evil to burn burn away, burn out. You know, like the flame just disappears like, slowly, like every other Capcom. Yeah, the Resident Evil is how I even know what Capcom is. Then the first time I ever saw Capcom, uh, the logo was on Resident Evil Two at the beginning of the game. It has Capcom and like barrels are oozing out stuff because mm-hmm. it's called Biohazard, like in Japan. Oh yeah, and it shows the, the semi. There's a cutscene. The semi is like crashing in to uh, like this gas station, I think. And it all explodes and crap, and that's where the game starts. Everything's on fire. Yeah, like you're in Raccoon City, and uh, I just have such fond memories of this game. We were talking about before the show, actually. Uh, what I think they did so well was the atmosphere. Uh, how how the atmosphere was the character in the story. Like you were every little room. You didn't want to just like fly past and get on to the next. Oh, let's kill the next thing. It was like, no. This room used to be somebody's office. This laboratory, people used to work in here. And I don't know what happened, but now there's stuff growing on the walls. There's, like, spiders living in here. Uh, There's great white sharks in the basement. (laughs) That's real. That really happened. And (laughs) there is this forgotten about... I don't know what she is, but she's Lisa, and she's running around. Uh, I, oh man, she's just freaky, and it's just like the little things, the little clues you find, the little bits and pieces of information you get. There's no big narrative going on, really. There is, but it's all through like everything, little little piece of puzzle. I like that. Yeah, and, and that's what's special about them. There's other ways to do it that's great too. But they did it that way, and I love it like that. Like, I love finding uh, a weird key that's, you know, this key's special and unlocks this weird room. Like, it's like, and it's always like medieval. There's always like some weird thing going on with mm-hmm. the keys. It's like, it, it's like something out of a chess game. Like, all these weird little characters, like uh, statues and stuff. Right. Uh, just, damn. In the, 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 like I said, the atmosphere. The, the lightning, the, the, the feeling of a of secluded forest is almost, I always thought it was beautiful, that idea of that. 
even like living in a place like that. And when you're in a mansion exploring, it, it's like, oh man, this this is such a cool home. But also like, there's some crazy shit going on here. That's really interesting. It's mysterious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot what else I was going to say. But yeah, well, that's actually. I good. really want Resident Evil to. <laughs> yeah, uh, to to go back. At least, at least take a deep breath, take a step back, and maybe, you know, like you said, bring it back in its own way now. Like, in this, I don't know what that means, but yeah, I hmm. I actually prefer the first two over Resident Evil 4. I love Resident Evil 4, but the, I, I love the old, the camera angles thing, I love all that stuff. For me personally, Resident Evil... What I want it to be is pretty much on par with, say, how Resident Evil 1 and 2 were in terms of atmosphere. I mean, from the times that I have played Resident Evil 1 and stuff, I really love the atmosphere. I really love how helpless you feel when you first get into the mansion, do this, do that. I just wanted to have controls that are, like, adequately working... You know, adequately working in a sense where I'm able to move my character and move the guns and whatever. But I want it more or less sort of an atmosphere back... Oh, man, even like having something, say, Outlast. You know how Outlast had the whole perfect atmosphere type of, like, situation, the whole setting, the whole gameplay stuff, the whole this and that, without it feeling too too much like it was just, uh, you know, a little bit too, well, you know... It didn't last too long, which I'm trying to, which I'm trying to like uh, throw out there. If Capcom were to go back inside doing what made Resident Evil One and Two so good of a game to begin with, I feel that it could be a great rebirth for the Resident Evil franchise. But whether or not they execute it, it just remains to be seen. Yeah, we, that's just a thing. We will see more at E3. And hopefully it will just match on par with what we really want to play, which is a survival horror game that's really atmospheric, that has good gameplay, which executes on all markers that we want. Yep. But anyway, but anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our next topic right here. Tyler, you've played Unraveled, and uh, apparently it is getting a sequel. Once again, Justin is best <laughs> one to talk about this. Uh, Unraveled to me is personally the m- most disappointing game of 2016. Uh, I did not care for it at all. I tried going back to it recently, still did not care for it. So I- I'm happy that this guy is making money off this game, um, and that it's good enough to get a sequel. Uh, but my uh, caring for this is at a. One out of ten. If I was gonna put this on the ten scale, oh, wow! It's honest, honest truth. Yeah. Oh man, I actually found out about this looking on these show notes uh, like a couple days ago, and I am so excited. That's all I wanted from Unravel was more of it. I'm not sure how they do that. Uh, maybe just like a whole different. Does Yanni die at the end? Is that what you're saying? Please. But uh, oh man, this is this is one. Of, this is this game moved me more than any game I've played so far this year. I haven't played like a whole bunch of games, but this game has stuck with me. I think about it actually from time to time now, still. And uh, I am so happy they're making another one, whatever that may be. I'm very curious to see what that is. I was actually kind of surprised to hear they're making a second one. Yeah, me and, too. And, and, and damn, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's me. All right. Well, let's see. For our next topic right here, Nintendo 2DS. It's been out for a little while now, and now it's going to receive a 20% price drop. It actually not a 20%. It's more like a $20 price drop. Which is right. also 20%. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys are right, right there. I was just messing around with you. <laughs> well, if you include taxes, that's more like a 19.67% price drop. So originally, this game, this system, the 2DS was like what 99 bucks, 100 pretty bucks. Much. It was 100 uh, bucks and stuff. At least one game. Now it's about Mario 80. Seven. Yeah. So hey, that's not bad. I mean, it's the price is at that easy. sweet spot and stuff for parents to get for their kids and stuff like that. And there's some decent models that are out there. What do you guys think? Uh, 
if if no one has a 3ds or anything man what a hell of a system to get if i mean if you're not really into the uh, 3d aspect of it and your maybe your kids aren't old enough to play it right there's so many good games to play on it this like from its library that i think that's awesome uh besides that though you know that's that's cool it's, i think it's bound to happen stuff will just keep getting cheaper like that yeah especially with you know horizons coming we, we don't know about but yeah I'll i think so. i think it's interesting uh i think it's a, a 80 bucks wow that's cheap yeah oh you can buy a game Boy sp for 80 bucks right now that's a gamers uh a gamer store but yeah <laughs> it's a game store. A gamer, it's, it's a game gamer store. <laughs> this should be the logo for, for the company. Damn it, gamers! It's a it's a gamer store. Royalty. All right, guys. Since we still got a little bit of time up on the clock right here, I want to add one topic inside oh this thing. And this was actually news that uh, was actually put up on like gaming websites like about a, three or four days ago and stuff. And it has to do with Microsoft at E3. You guys will probably know a little bit about it because I was talking just a little bit about it before, like the show began. But apparently, there are room, there are concrete things where Microsoft is going to go ahead and possibly put out their own version of like an Xbox 1.5 at the show. Which, uh, by reading the article in the GameIndustry.biz and stuff like that, they're going to have something that's like even a bigger announcement at the show and stuff. What do you guys kind of feel about that, you know, in general? I honestly don't feel too much now. Uh, I actually heard this rumor, like, I think Tyler said earlier, like, before even the PS Neo, mm-hmm. PS4 Neo thing. Um, they were actually the first ones that it was rumored about to have this happening. But it's kind of strange because they've openly said over and over again that they're not doing that. But that could be out of context, too. I don't know what the, the conversations were or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like we'll just have to see, right? I guess. Yeah, that's all. I'm all I'm thinking. <laughs> Three weeks away. We'll find yeah, it's out. not very far away. You're not gonna find anything out, really. Yeah. I mean, if you do, the next the next month is gonna be E3 rumors. Yeah. Much, for news. Um, I don't know. I my opinion with this is the same with um, with the Neo. It's just I don't. I'm not. I'm not the big fan of it. Yeah. I'm more more of just kind of concerned what this might mean for the future of gaming consoles um, in general but I don't yeah. know I don't, I don't like it it's unknown I don't want that. it's different it's strange yeah uh, and uh, you know I, there's a re- I, I, I buy home consoles because I want to buy a console every you know eight years not, I don't want to buy I want to start to buy a $400 console every three years well that'd be uh, perfectly like uh, no honest and stuff like that I mean the consoles Generally, traditionally speaking, have been like about a five-year sort of cycle and stuff. With last generations being a big exception, that was sort of a long burn in terms of like. Actually, it was a slow burn in terms of like console yeah, stuff. But those consoles were still. I mean, they were still doing a lot of new things that with those consoles graphically. Very true. The last, that is true. The last like, year or so. I, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it actually. And these, I mean, I said this a long time ago when the consoles came out. Uh, Nothing really outside of the streaming stuff. They really don't feel like they've added much to this console generation, right? Uh, as far as game changing goes, so I, I'm not surprised if this. I'd almost rather um, we get a new generation in the next in two years than get um, a, a point five. Get five now. years. Yeah, if it was a five year generation, instead of getting if, if this turns into like every three years we can get a, a half step. That sucks. That, I that five would. six years get a new new generation. It, it yeah, just feel like each suck. one was like more useless. Like you're not gonna probably jump on every single one. Like maybe every other. You know, it's like it feel weird to me. Like with phones, like it's, it's <laughs> maybe some people get yeah. every single phone that comes out. But the like, phones, though, I mean, it's kind of weird. My argument with all these phones is gonna be is if you, you buy a phone, you have a phone. No, yeah, no, you know, it's like I'm always I'm comparing those. Not yeah, but it's because like. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, I don't know. Like, three three years. Yeah, let's forget about the phone thing. Three years is like, is not. That is a weird amount of time to get. Oh, into most definitely. Like, yeah. You're saying that already, but like, it's just. I'm just agreeing with you. That's that's like 
Well, you know what? One thing cannot be denied is that both the Xbox One and the PS4, when they were released, were cons- were actually kind of underpowered in in, term- in say, in comparison to like some of the other like uh, hardware stuff. In Even like of, for the PC, in terms of well, like, well, obviously the PC, a, but yeah, more of like in terms of like what the old systems used to push when they first came out, like PC. Well, well, definitely so. I mean, for some games, the Xbox One pushes like about nine hundred like P or whatever the hell it is. Well, you know? and the 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 rumor with what the Neo is going to be, it's still going to be a mediocre PC. And the Neo comes yeah. out, so it's not. Yeah, not, it's not yeah, be we a, don't really know what this is. It might not be the half step. In, yeah, I mean, it's it just probably could be the slim for all we know. Slim Pretty much that runs. You know, I mean, we're right around that time, more. like say last generation stuff, where the, the Xbox, you know, Microsoft and Sony were releasing slim versions of their consoles. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's been a thing since PlayStation One. So, yeah, back since the old Nintendo. Yeah, it's true. The top <laughs> loader and everything. Yeah. Top loader, the Before whole freaking dog bone controller for the NES, yeah. too. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it, we'll have to see. It'll be interesting. I, yeah. don't, I don't really know. It's it's definitely weird. You know. Well, definitely. Well, anyway, that about a, <laughs> that about does it for the topics for this week and stuff. To close out this week's podcast, I'm going to go ahead with my retro game of the week. Which, keeping in line with the whole Castlevania vibe that I had for the games I've been playing, I want to go into a bit of Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest for the Retro Game of the Week. So, Castlevania 2. Infamous on the web and stuff like that by guys like James Rolfe and stuff. Trashing, you know, just giving, pretty much giving their scathing reviews upon the certain aspects and flaws of Castlevania 2. Which, hey, there's an apparent amount of it. Like, platforms and stuff that uh, you will not see until you're finally, like, uh, you know, just on them and just fall into pitfalls and stuff. Some, like, in like inconsequential, like, say, level transversing NPCs that are not as uh, helpful as they should be. Or even, like, totally mess up. Like, uh, like giving hints in general. But uh, in terms of, like, gameplay aspect and in terms of, say level design, like music, something like that, you can argue that it was actually a pretty comparable game in and of itself. And from the times that I've played it and stuff, yeah, I've had to use guides and stuff to progress through the game, but I was actually having some bits of enjoyment of it. Like, like going through some of the boss battle stuff, finally going through, and I've done this, like little pieces at a time, follow a little guide as I'm playing through the 3DS port of it, you know, it's... It's really fun, and you can actually see a lot of inspiration for Symphony of the Night when you're going through, like, Simon's Quest. Because the whole aspect of leveling up Simon Belmont, getting specific types of items and weapons and stuff like that, it can be really fun. But, uh, yeah, the last boss battle is sort of like a bitch and stuff. You think Uncharted 4 is a bad, has, like, a really boss, like, bad final boss or, like, uh, unfulfilling and stuff? Try doing Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. Hell, the fucking Dracula kind of looks like the Grim Reaper, for God's sake, and all you can do is just spam holy water until he's dead in about a freaking, what, five, seven minutes. Not five, seven minutes, like, <laughs> more like ten seconds. Not even that. But, but yeah, you know what? That pretty much does it for our whole Retro Game of the Week. Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. Now... How you're able to reach us and stuff on Twitter, we go by Gen Gaming Podcast. Or Gen Gaming Pod for short. On Facebook, we have a Facebook group. We would more than appreciate it if you want to like join us and stuff. We do post like random like stuff on our Facebook webpage and stuff like that. But it's sort of a casual type of like uh, stuff that we got going. So yeah, we're also Gen Gaming Podcast on there and on Twitch. We do streams. Justin streams a little bit. Tyler streams occasionally. Jake definitely does. And I do whenever I have the time when I'm not working. We go by Gen Gaming Podcast there as well on Twitch. So, as with every other time of the week, whenever we finish the podcast, I have been your host, the Jack of Hearts. I was Tyler. Perfect timing. Justin. And until next time, everybody, GG. Owen!
<laughs> oh fuck! We gotta do dragon suplex this shit. <laughs> you just got suplexed. Not just any suplex. A dragon suplex. Dragon suplex to the on crotch. Jake through a flaming table. In the Aurora Borealis. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> that was Tiny Tim in the background. We got a brand new collaboration here. Ooh.